Hello, everybody, and thank you for checking out the Dancing Eyes podcast, episode 21. My name's Frankie Caputo, and this is a very exciting episode for me. Today, we have on Mikey, the creator of Walk for Wiggly Eyes. Through Walk for Wiggly Eyes, Mikey has raised thousands of dollars for nystagmus research by walking the full length of New Zealand, as well as riding a bicycle around the perimeter of Tasmania. Mikey has done a bunch of cool things for nystagmus research, and this is a very fun episode for me. When Mikey goes on these journeys, he documents them all over social media, so not only can you keep up with him on his future adventures, but you can also watch his past ones on his Instagram, on his YouTube, on everything. Everything's going to be linked in the description of both the video and the podcast, so you just keep up with him over there. Just a quick FYI before we get into the episode, Mikey and I do talk about Pink Floyd for like 10 or 15 minutes, and I did clip that pit out and move it to the end of the episode just in case you guys don't want to hear us drool over a band for that amount of time which i don't blame you if you i mean i don't blame you if you don't like pink floyd if you like pink floyd then check it out (laughs) if you guys are not following the dancing eyes podcast on instagram you are totally missing out we post a bunch of clips from the episodes on there and we've got a good little community going on and i highly recommend checking it out you can find us by typing in dancing eyes podcast or by clicking the link in the description This episode of the Dancing Ice Podcast is sponsored by the American Nystagmus Network. ANN works to improve the quality of life for all persons and families affected by nystagmus through organized community, support, education, public awareness, and research. You guys could check out their website. It's going to be linked in the description. And you could also donate to them via the website. And you could also donate to them via Amazon Smile, which is a really easy way to donate to any nonprofit or charity. Amazon will donate some of their proceeds straight to the American Nystagmus Network. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, and if you haven't done so already, please hit that like and subscribe button, and also leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Lastly, new episodes will be out on the first and third Monday of every month, so make sure to keep your eyes out for those. And with all that being said, I hope everyone enjoys and gets something from this episode, and let's get on to the show. We're recording now. What's up, Mikey? How you doing, man? Yeah, good. Thanks, Frank. How you about yourself, mate? I'm excited to have you here, dude. I know I've been telling you this before we started recording, but I've been following Walk for Wiggly Eyes on Instagram for probably since COVID started, so so about two years now. So this is exciting for me to have you on here and talk to you. Thanks, man. It's appreciated. It's uh, it's an honor to be asked. I've seen the cool stuff your podcast is doing, so it's uh, it's a pretty cool honor to have been asked to, to take part in this. So thank you. Appreciate that. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know what Walk for Wiggly Eyes is, can you tell us a little bit about it? So Walk for Wiggly Eyes essentially started probably about three years ago. So um, I was I was born um, with congenital nystagmus, just kind of got through life or whatever, don't really care. Wouldn't even be able to tell you what it was called until a few years ago. Um, and then my nephew was actually born with nystagmus five years ago. Um, and that was when I was like, okay, cool, I want to... I want to do something. So um, <laughs> for a while, actually, I had this idea of like, I want to walk the length of New Zealand for a cause. And, and on the other hand, I was like, okay, I want to do something to raise awareness for nystagmus. And I don't know why, but it actually took me a while to be like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Them two can, can sort of go hand in hand, really. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, set walk for Wiggly Ups to <clears throat> essentially the first uh, fundraiser, raise awareness was I, uh, I walked the length of New Zealand um, two years ago. Um, but that was that was what I wanted to set walk for wiggly walk for wiggly eyes up for. Um, but it was more to sort of, you know, one to raise funds for charities of that um, that uh, doing research in the stagmus. Um, 
Two was because I wanted to show not just my nephew and not just people with nystagmus, but people with disabilities. And I know there's varying levels of disabilities, um, but, you know, if you sort of put your mind to stuff, you can do it. Um, and three, I wanted to go walk New Zealand. <laughs> right. So, it's beautiful um, over there. I've actually been to New Zealand and Australia when I was a lot younger. I was so yeah. young though. I was uh, I was probably ten, so I don't remember much oh, okay. of it. But it was I just remember it was beautiful, and I remember we went to a zoo, and I got to see the Tasmanian devils over there. They are aggressive, aren't they? They're, they're the cutest aggressive things I think you'll ever see. <laughs> I know they're so they're so cute, but there are signs everywhere like don't don't yeah. feed them, don't get close to them. <laughs> don't get close to them. <laughs> yeah, man, they tear you apart right through your bones. Yeah, uh, but, but that's so cool though. What you're what you're doing and especially the part where you're kind of showing the other people with nystagmus what you can do and what they can do and that the only limitations life are the ones that you're setting for yourself and i think that that's a great uh i mean obviously there's limitations for other things but oh absolutely there's i mean there's something you know that's i mean that like you said that's that's the something i've a present i've set for myself you know like if i want to do it i'll do it Mm-hmm. obviously within reason um so i understand that for some people it's a little bit harder um they don't quite have a, a, as much of an up and go which is which is fair um so you've walked yeah, you, you've walked the whole entire length of new zealand yeah you've cycled around tasmania i believe right yes yeah that was the, so that was the last one so i wanted to do something a bit different so walk the, the walk the reason it's called walk for wiggly eyes was because the New Zealand was the initial thing. And then I kind of, I wanted to mix it up um, for several reasons. So, and uh, mainly a time restraint. For me, these challenges have to be a milestone of some sort. And I was a bit limited on time. So riding around Tasmania seemed like a feasible thing. So um, yeah, that was the one I did. Christmas just gone. But uh, I was in New Zealand two years ago. So I actually... I finished in New Zealand on the Thursday, got to Cape Rango at the top, the very top of the North Island, uh, went back to Pahia, where I was staying with some friends, which is about, Pahia is about, if you were driving, Pahia is about three hours south of the top of the island and three hours north of Auckland. Um, I was there with some friends and then COVID really hit. New Zealand went into complete lockdown on the Monday. I was back on the plane to Brisbane on a Tuesday and then in quarantine for two weeks. So I went from like, having the whole of New Zealand sort of, you know, just to be wherever I wanted to be in a sort of a part stuck room in your room for two <laughs> weeks. So a little bit different, but yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, it was, I, and do you know what I was planning? I was planning so much in that time in that two weeks quarantine. I was like, I'll do some writing. I'll, 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 you know, write about my experience. I did none of that. I did absolutely. It's like that, man. In my two weeks. <laughs> it's like that. Uh, what do you end up doing? Are you, you watching Netflix or something? Uh, I try to exercise. Yeah, trying to catch up on a few things. Um, to be honest with you, I can't really remember now. It wasn't... It Dude, your, your workout regimen must be, must be crazy because I'm seeing these videos on your Instagram where you're like holding on to a pole and your whole body is just sideways. <laughs> I've tried doing that. I've tried doing that and that's like impossible, man. I, so it, good on it you. Take, it, take, I've, it, it takes some work. So I've been doing calisthenics now for about four or five years maybe. Um, and I was went down down the gym not too far from me. And no one else trying that, trying that type of stuff. Everyone did weights and whatnot. So sort of, um, had a 
had a coach that I meet with like three or four times a year. So he'd write my new program and see where I'm at and go through some stuff. So it's cool. It's progressing, but you know, not really. And then that gym closed in November and I'm starting to go find a new gym. And I found this gym, uh, still in Brisbane, very different type of style of gym, but actually do classes because a little bit off put by, um, but at, since I've been, I joined them in January, and since then, like, because I'm now training with pe- like-minded people, like, just my progression is just, oh man, I'm loving it. It's it's thriving. It's yeah, no, it's so much fun. Man, the first time I saw somebody do one of those things on the poles, I thought to myself, that looks difficult, but it doesn't look that difficult, especially because I'm I'm kind of <laughs> strong. Like I I work out. I've been working out for a while now, so like yeah. my upper body's pretty strong. I could bench like 245 and so i see that and I try to do that and it's like not even close i can't even <laughs> get my my leg up it's, it's a whole it's a whole different thing i i, like the, I wouldn't be able to lift 245 like no way you mm-hmm. know what i mean like I, I wouldn't be able to do it um you know but it's it's just different styles of training isn't it really so yeah different just... stuff um i i am curious though man so you, you've you've walked New Zealand, you've gone around Tasmania. What's your favorite adventure that you've been on? Oh, good question. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, for what, I mean, for what, for with you so far, I've only done the two, um, potentially, potentially got a third one planned, but it's very much, very much in the idea frame of mind at the moment. It'll be a lot smaller as well. Um, I don't know if I'm comparing, I suppose really I'm comparing the New Zealand and Tasmania. The New Zealand was more epic. It was more, more of an achievement, um, both not so much physically. I mean, it was physically hard. Don't get me wrong, but mentally just, I've never experienced mood swings like, like that. Just, I would be, I'd be on the top of the world one day and then the next day, I would just be just be in the slumps. Just mm. oh, why am I doing this? Like I curse myself because the only reason I'm doing this is because I made myself do this. You know, no one no one set me up for this. I did this to myself. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be in certain points just like cursing the blades of grass that I've tripped over. I know what tussock smells like. I I was coming through this big tussocks field and I trip in so many times. I tripped in uh, tussocks is like I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, um, but it's like. Um, it's this tall, thick grass, and it's kind of like shrubs. Uh-huh. Um, but it sometimes gets so thick. So I was walking through this bit in the South Island, and it was Christmas Eve, and I probably should have stopped a few hours earlier, but I sort of pushed through to the next hut. And, um, yeah, so walking through this, like, big, brown, tussock stuff and tripping up loads because the ground underneath, because you can't see the ground. It's soft. It's hard. There's little crevices. You've got to be so careful. And this one point, I fell down this crevice, and just fell uh, and as i fell this bit of tussocks like shut like spoke right up my nostril <laughs> and i was just like fucking tussocks <laughs> but like i've never hated a plant i, I don't think i've known anyone else who's ever hated a plant but um yeah no you so, put that one on your list then yeah I'm gonna, and it's, it's it's a short list but it's on there <laughs> um but you know so i had i had some really really bad days and the thing that i think made it worse was I'd be in these beautiful parts, of, like like you know, you've been there yourself. Be in these beautiful parts of New Zealand, and I'm just just I'm not just enjoying not it. Enjoying it, yeah. And and it's all like a downward spiral. It's like I should be hit, I should be enjoying this in the beautiful part. And then and then the next day you'd wake up and you'd just be like, whoa! You'd be surrounded <laughs> by these mountains, just 
and yeah, it's so you know, and const- constantly hungry. Yeah. I was, like I could never, I can never, because sort of you, on average, it depended, it varied. Some days, sometimes it'd be three days, sometimes it'd be seven days before you were in towns. Um, so you'd have to stock up food, and I'd always leave a town with too much weight. And by the time I'd finished, I was always like just rationing my food. It's constantly <laughs> hungry. So um, that was hard. So. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because that, that's that's a long time to not be inside of a town for uh, yeah, three or four it's... days. So I saw in your Instagram that you brought food with you, uh, like little snacks, though. And by the way, I'm going to call you out real quick because I, if, if I'm not mistaken, you had some like big carrots. Were those carrots? No. Oh, then what am I thinking of then? Oh, no, sorry. That was, ironically, that was my nystagmus saying no. That wasn't me saying no. Oh, my um, bad. No, it's okay. Um, carrots. When was this? Oh man, I don't know. It was so so far oh, down on your Instagram. Probably, yeah, no, yeah, that no, no, me. That probably would have been carrots. I don't. I don't know how you did that, man. I can't stand carrots. <laughs> you know what? That's I all that was. Carrots. I just wanted to call you out and tell you I don't like carrots. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so you go three to four days without being side of a town. Where, where do you sleep? Uh, pretty varied. Um, so. They, they these huts and stuff they set up. Actually, some of them were donated by Shania Twain. Um, believe it or not, in the middle of New Zealand, some of these some of these huts were not donated by Shania Twain. But there's some there's some huts along the way, varying in size and um, and quality, depending on if you're close to sort of like big towns like mm-hmm. Queenstown and stuff. Like the huts are really nice, and then if you're in the middle of nowhere, the huts are a bit smaller um, and not so well looked after, but still better than nothing. Um, or it's camping. Or in particular, um, in the North Island, um, the North Island's a lot more populated than the South Island. Um, so they have these um, trail angels, and it's basically oh, just typical New Zealand attitude, just stunning people, and all they really want to do is help. Like, I, I mean, there's people like it all over the world, but I just feel like a, there's a heavy concentration of these types of people in New Zealand. Um, but essentially, they, there's a Facebook group, and there's full of people that are hiking and full of people that are... <clears throat> Uh, hosting mm-hmm. and people put out shouts and stuff and say hosting so a lot of times are staying um staying in people's homes which is which is really nice it's it's really nice because you get a bit of human interaction you get to share people's experiences and stuff yeah um, you get to meet uh, people strangers that you otherwise would never have met before yeah yeah and like some parts of the world i would not recommend doing that but in new zealand it's sort of it didn't feel too um hosp- hosp- I can never say this word hosp- hospital <laughs> hosp- not the opposite to hospitality uh, hostile it didn't feel hostile. too hostile yeah. yeah I dude I wanted to do that just uh, oh one sec my dog wants to leave I should have yeah no worries <laughs> get out of here so I want to ba- I have always wanted a backpack another country i've always wanted to do either i want to do somewhere in europe for a while or southeast asia and i wanted to do i was very close to going to south america and i didn't end up doing it um i let too many people talk me out of that one but i kind of regret it i regret it it's not too late i know i know i yeah but i would love to do something like that again not again. I've never done it before, but I just really want to do it. 
I really rec- I really recommend South America. It's of, of all the places I've been, it's probably uh, probably one of the best times of my life. And the good thing about it is, as well, is if you go to Asia, you have to learn all these different languages. If you go to South America, apart from Brazil, and well, Belize, they speak English. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's uh, it's all Spanish, so it's a little bit easier. Not that my yeah. Spanish is very good, but it's a little bit easier. So you, you've but gone yeah. backpacking in other places that aren't New Zealand or yeah, Tasmania. Um, well, I left, I left England in 2010 and actually was living in America for a while. Um, I was living in Rhode Island and then, um, and then I was living in Washington State, so about 45 minutes outside Seattle. Um, you've been everywhere. Kind of, Jesus, man. Oh, man, it was, it's a, it was one of the things I always wanted to do. I remember when I was a kid... Um, couldn't tell how old I was, but I remember, I remember just I always wanted to go to. I remember I always want. I don't know why these countries, but I always wanted to go to America, Canada, uh, Brazil, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. I couldn't tell you now why it was them countries. Maybe they just stuck out to me for some reason. <laughs> but I always wanted, always wanted to go. And I've, so far, I've been to all of them. I haven't been to haven't been to Japan yet. But apart from that, I've been to all of them. But uh, yeah, so it was just always one of the things I just was determined to do. And I mean, that's how I've ended up living in australia now um, okay so you were born in you were born in england born in england and then you just yeah. you you moved out to america first uh yeah to america then was living in canada for a while then went traveling through southeast asia then was living here in australia then was living in new zealand then traveled central and south america then was back in england for a year whoa and then came went out to indonesia for a couple of months working there and then, um, then came back here to Brisbane, 2014. Uh, originally came in a working holiday visa, and then just gone through the motions. And now I'm a, actually I'm, an, I'm I'm a dual citizen now. So the walk for wiggly eye stuff wasn't really new for you. You kind of been doing this stuff for a while. Well, yeah, but not. I mean, previously I've been traveling, sort of like backpack, you know, buses and stuff. So in terms of like like actually doing the physicalities of walking the length of the country was a whole new true whole new concept true um so yeah i was and i think failure wasn't really a thing for me it was just gonna do it it's it's not really an option i don't think i ever really i was worried if i got an injury or something that would stop me but everything else i was just sort of determined it's just like well no you're gonna do it you know what i mean um yeah so what are your what are what are some of the best places that you've traveled to uh, well, like I mentioned, South America. South America. Or Central America. Um, yeah, Where do you I'll go down there? Where do you go in South America? Because I wanted to go to... Did, did you ever check out Peru? Did you go to Machu Picchu? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, nice. Absolutely, absolutely. I was in Peru for about a month. It's um, Yeah, no, it's a stunning place. Um, the Inca Trail is definitely, definitely worth doing. It's just... It's and when you get there, I mean the history behind it's really cool. It is, but when you when you actually get to look out in the actual monument, just where it is, just these mountains around, it's just it's just, it's a stunning, stunning place. I mean New Zealand as well. There's parts of New Zealand that are just like if you ever get to like Abel Tasman, which is the north part of the South Island, that's absolutely that's kind of like rainforest meets tropical. Blue, you know, like them, like turquoise blue seas and stuff, yeah. just like next to rainforest, and you're just sort of walking on the beaches in between it. It's just beautiful. Ab- 
absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's I really re- recommend it. Hmm. And America, I mean, you guys have got some pretty awesome spots. I remember the first time I saw the like because growing up in England, you know, even when you get to the countryside, um, you're never too far away from the city. You know, we're pretty pretty densely populated there. And I remember the first time I did a it was when I was living just outside Seattle, and we friend couple of friends we drove down to um san diego so did like the whole we didn't do the west coast and we didn't do death valley but we kind of did the road in between um and we'd got to it's the first first day of driving we finished washington state went through oregon which is beautiful uh and then went into california dipped into reno to get in in and out which i'd never <laughs> i never had before but they were like you've got to try in and out the burgers the milkshakes are just uh overrated or underrated oh. <laughs> how yeah. is it um but yeah then we dipped back into california we lived in the north part and just it was it was dark at the time we arrived um and just parked up and it was the first time i'd seen like been like in the middle of nowhere and just the you know so there's no there's no real light pollution and stuff and just the amount of stars and stuff you could see yeah. and uh, you know i could, I could sort of you could point out planets you could see the milky way which i'd never seen before just like wow this is this is i'd always wanted to go to california but like just like fell in love with it straight away it's a, it's a beautiful part of the world yeah man there's something about seeing the stars in the milky way for the first time because i've always i've lived in south florida my whole life so by miami by fort lauderdale there's always a bunch of light pollution over there i'd never see the yeah. stars and then i i went over to to south carolina a couple of months ago and i feel like for the first time i don't know how Actually, I went to South Carolina earlier this year, and back when I was in Boulder, Colorado a couple of years ago, um, those two places, I was able to see the stars very well, and it was just so sick, so beautiful. It's, it's pretty cool, isn't it? And especially when you consider how, how like, you know, in the stands, how bad our eyesight is, you can still make out the walls. <laughs> like, it makes no <laughs> sense. I can't, I can't read a board that's like, you know, I can't even read my calendar, which is probably about not even five meters away from me, and yet I can see stars that... Um, however many millions of light years right. away it just doesn't <laughs> it's, so, it's such a cool concept <laughs> so and then you moved over to australia in mm-hmm. 2014 yeah and you just stayed there so is australia better like what's the deal with australia oh i can't say that word i can't say better you can't say better uh, different. <laughs> it's different no i can't because i can't i can't say that can i because i'm just about to go back to england i'm fucking <laughs> kicked out before i arrived it's not it's not better, but the lifestyle is just uh, more suited to me. Um, I mean, if you want cities and stuff, you go to Europe. Absolutely. Australian cities and New Zealand cities aren't the most exciting, but mm-hmm. I didn't move out for the cities. I mean, Brisbane itself, the city, I mean, it's, it's not that exciting. It's not that special. But, you know, if you go an hour and a half north, an hour and a half south, you've got the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast, beautiful beaches. You go inland, you've got mountains. You go southwest, you've got a rainforest. You know, like all this, all this stuff is you know f- fuel the um, fuel the uh, activity side. The the um, I was going to say the activist. That's not what I mean. The <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the the I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. But the, all this energy I need to burn. You know what I mean? All the outdoor activities sure. and stuff. The For adventurer sure. in me. The adventurer in me. It's like God. Um, you know, it's it's got all that here. It's it's. You've definitely got a lot of that. Of the the adventure oh, yes. side, yeah. Well, I was mess- just a, I was messaging a friend in England a couple of weeks ago, it was about a month ago, 
And he said, oh, you know, what are you up to this weekend? We usually catch up. And I was just like, oh, you know, just this, this, I'm going free diving this weekend. And his response was, oh, kind of, it, I could sort of read the tone. It's just like, oh, just another normal weekend. <laughs> and I sort of thought, well, yeah, it kind of is here, man. Like that's, you know, that's the realities of living in Queensland. Like it's, it's warm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, Queensland is, um, Australia's Florida, you know, it's, it, I mean, we have the sunshine state on our plates as well. And it's a little bit backwards. Let, let's not lie. You know, so are the people the, crazy side of things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, but you know, Florida's awesome, man. I love Florida, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to live there. Florida's very bipolar. You know, there's good stuff and there's also bad stuff, and you kind of just mm. have to deal with both of it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting place. You so you've done a lot of things that people who I should say this. So you've done a lot of things that parents who have children with nystagmus would be surprised about. I think when, when somebody finds out that their child was di- diagnosed with nystagmus, uh, they're, they're worried that they won't be able to live a normal life or won't be able to do cool activities or do things like that. But just by looking at your Instagram page and hearing the stuff that you're up to, man, especially backpacking through all these different countries and different continents, that's I think that that's very inspiring for people who have nystagmus. So, I mean, like I I get inspired when I when I look at your page because as somebody who has always kind of wanted to backpack through another country and has hasn't done it yet, one of the things that runs through my mind is: Am I even going to be able to do it? Is my vision going to even allow me to do it? Am I going to get into some scenarios that that my vision kind of got me into? Do you have any scenarios or things that you got into because of your eyes? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I suppose it just depends on how much you let it bother you, which is, again, easier said than done for some people. For me, it's there's often that I can't see stuff. Like I, I can't drive because of my eyesight. So that's, that's, a, that's a bit of a hindrance. And, you know, I'm in my 30s now. When you sort of tell people you can't drive, it's sort of like, really? Yeah. Um, but for me, my nystagmus, like actually it happened with you earlier on. So with my particular nystagmus, if my eyes don't shake, sometimes my head shakes. Mm-hmm. So I quite often have this sort of thing. So, for example, people will be talking to me and I'll just be in, in just <laughs> intrigued and trying to listen to them. Uh, and then they look at me like thinking I'm disagreeing with them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if someone asks if you eat carrots and you have to think it, then people think like, what, don't you eat carrots? But no, it's <laughs> that, that's brought on a few like sort of people getting a bit, um, even pissed off with me at, uh, at some points. But it wasn't, you know, once I was about, I think it was about 22 when I first realised this. And I was uh, I was at a gym back in England and just, just doing workout. And I looked across and as I looked across, this girl looked at me and she would have been about, I don't know, five meters away maybe i don't know and as she looked at me i realized i didn't could make out her face like i could obviously see her face but i couldn't make her facial expressions and then i didn't i didn't know how to react i didn't know she'd look to me like oh, hello there nah. or she looked to me like can you not look at me you creep so from that i did i didn't I, you know i didn't know how to respond back and it was and once i was about 22 and i sort of thought this is a big part of life i've actually been missing out on and not and not realize it that, yeah. that sort of that human interaction that people people with uh, normal vision just assume everyone has you know what i mean they just assume that you can you know you can make up people's faces and stuff from distance you can you can read 
Yeah, like social cues, nonverbal social stuff. Social cues, yeah. yeah. Which I quite often, I quite often don't pick up on, and, and didn't even realize I wasn't picking up on until I, you know, until I thought about it. So um, I never pick uh, up on a man. I, I'm not a social cue person. I I would like to be, but I've just kind of accepted that it's not going to happen. Just I can't see what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that's it. And when you get older, like. Yes, yes. There's much. There's things that I want to do to prove, and like, yeah, I'm not going to let my nostalgia hold me back. But there's some things, you know, like driving or like picking up on social cues and stuff. It's like, well, I'm not going to waste my energy on that because I can't. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You know, it's 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 unfortunate the way it is, but you know, it's. Well, speaking on the driving, I'm curious. Would you get a vehicle that drove by itself and then just hop in it and then take it around? I mean, get on planes, right? No, but there's pilots on a plane. I'm talking like a Tesla, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. Like an autonomous. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think I would. I mean, I I don't think I want to be the first few people that are testing it. But, yeah, I suppose it would be great. Well, so so in my eyes, right, at least Teslas, for example, there's a bunch of other vehicles that are working on it. But they're starting to work out this technology where vehicles are driving autonomously autonomously. And, um, and I I've seen it. They've done like driverless Tesla's across the country in the U S and there's all these examples of this happening. And in my eyes, I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll do that. Like, I'm not even going to think twice about it. I mean, maybe I should. Maybe I'm hopping into it too quick. But if I had the money to go get a Tesla right now... I was going to say that. I was just about to say that. That would be the one thing. I'm like, I'm keen. Sign me up. How much is it going to cost? Yeah, that's the one thing. Maybe maybe I'll wait a few years. Uh, My goal is to have it when I'm 24. So I want to get a Tesla by then. But also, I think it'll be cheaper, too, down the line. I think other companies are going to... They're going to have to. They're going to get this technology and get on with it. But uh, I think... uh, it's just an exciting technology that makes me look forward to to the future and looking forward to having that car take me around. But I also I also kind of want to drive as well. You know, I've had all these people on the podcast, and I think more than half of them drive. And to me, yeah, that, that's okay. a pretty that's a pretty cool number. You know, and some of the people who drive have worse vision than I do. Like they'll say, that, it? "Yeah, yeah." Maybe it's well, a confidence thing. Maybe it's just like they kept trying and then they got comfortable with it. You know. I suppose it's a confidence. I mean, for me, I I couldn't read the license plate. Therefore, I couldn't. I you know, for me, no no amount of confidence is gonna help me to read that license plate. Oh yeah, I can't read that license plate either. So it's so unfortunately for me, it's not a confidence thing. Um, I mean, two two things that I mean, the technology of the. You know the motor industry is going to improve, which will hopefully work in our benefit for people that can't drive. But also the research and stuff that's going on in the stagnus is it's 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 starting to pick up. It's quite exciting and stuff. They're starting to um, they're starting to uncover a bit more. I mean, yeah. from what I've learned as well, that yeah, there, there's varying there's varying um, types in the stagnus and how it's inherited. You know, I mean, from, even to start you've got congenital nystagmus and Acquired nystagmus, which you know, you know, some people are born with it, and some people can get it from having a stroke or a heavy bang to the head, or some, you know, something like that. And then even with um, 
even with your born with it, um, congenital nystagmus, it's even there's different ways that you can get it um, through genes or whatever. I, I mean, I don't know the science behind it at all, so I'm not even going to try and uh, <laughs> pretend I do. I wish I, I wish I was smart. I mean, that's another reason I sort of walked wiggly. I was like, I wanted to do something, but I'm not smart like these doctors right. that are doing it. Right. But I, I yeah. know what I can do. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the science behind it either, man. I just, I yeah. kind of see things and I'll repeat them. <laughs> that's all I can do. I don't know how yeah. it actually works. I know it's a neurological so, condition. Like it doesn't actually have to do with our eyes. It's more of a brain thing. Yes. That's as yes. much as I can tell you. But um, so from that, you know, maybe, maybe with, with both these technologies coming forward, the research and, and it's, you know, the motor industry technologies, you know, who knows, maybe in future, maybe for people like my nephew, I mean, he's five now, maybe by the time he's older, there's a lot Put it this way, my sister has a lot more information around her about nystagmus than my mum did with me when I was my nephew's age. For sure. So there's there's definitely a lot more uh, around about it. And social media has a massive part of that. Um, you know, these nystagmus network groups and mm-hmm. things like that. Like people coming in and talking and sharing their experiences. And like, like we were saying before, before we start recording, a lot of it's a lot of concerned parents going in they've just found out that their you know newborn has nystagmus and they're understandably freaking out because they've never heard of it and then their child's got it so a lot of people go on there explain hey you know this is what i'm i have nystagmus and this is what i'm doing with my life and you know it's yes things will hold him him or her back unfortunately but it doesn't mean you can't do the things you want to do and it just it's really, and some of the stuff some of these people post is really cool. Some of these people, there's, there's doctors out there, there's engineers, all this stuff, all these things that people, you know, with poor eyesight can't do. And these people in the stands are like, yeah, I can. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. And like good on the internet for that. Like the internet's really awesome because of that. Um, definitely 30 years ago, um, or just further down the line, like all these parents getting told about nystagmus and a lot of doctors didn't know much about it either. So they're telling these mm-hmm. parents like your kid's going to be blind. Your kid's not going to be able to do anything. Trust me. I've heard stories. Yeah. I've heard stories of what doctors have told uh, parents a long time ago. And because of the internet, parents can see uh, all these stories. Like you said, there's people in nystagmus who are doctors. There's people in nystagmus who are doing what you're doing. There's all, there's all these great stories and mm. thanks to the internet, we can actually, you know, see what these other people are doing. I actually yeah. had a funny encounter on Instagram um, a few days ago with, it, it was a young guy who reached out to me. I think he he was 15 or so. And we were talking about this exact thing about the internet and how it's helping parents now. And he, he was like, something about, we were talking about technology too. And he was like, yeah, I know like, back when you know you were my age there wasn't really that much info out there technology about it but now you know in 2022 it's really easy to see that stuff and i was like hey man i was i was your age like seven years ago like i'm not that i'm not that old like i was your age in 2016 bro i was your age in 2015 like that's nothing bro. it's funny though isn't it it's like when you're 15, 22 seems really old, or, or 24, you know what I mean? It's- yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, dude. When I was 15, thinking about me when I'm 22, that just seemed like forever ago. And yeah. then it's like I close my eyes, and here I am. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate, you wait. You wait. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> 30's, I know. 30's not too far. <laughs> it's, uh, 
but but you know things like your podcast as well like i think it's it's really good because it's 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 it is getting the word out that you know it's it's stuff like this which is really good and you know your podcasts are fun they're light-hearted they're easy to watch you know it's um it's good it's really it's it's good to you're giving people a voice really to get their word out there it's, it's great including your own you know it's great i think and it's, it's really it's benefiting other people you know it's it's really cool. That was a big goal of mine, man. I had the idea of doing the podcast mm. for so long. It was a nagging voice in my head <laughs> since I was like 15. It's like, you got to do something. Because, you know, when I was 15, I felt so lonely and I couldn't, there's nobody who I could relate to. There really wasn't that mm. many people on the internet. Most, mostly everybody on the internet in the Stagmas groups were parents who were confused. That was pretty much all it was. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that kid yeah. who I was talking to is actually which, a little right. But Which is know. understandable, isn't it? It's understandable it's confused parents, but when you're actually with Nystagmus, like, I don't want to talk to confused parents. Yeah. I want to talk to like-minded <laughs> people with Nystagmus. Right. Uh, I, I don't know about yourself, but like before before I started Walk for Wiggly Eyes, well and, well, and before my nephew was born, I'd never really known anyone else with Nystagmus. Um, and I'm ne- I still haven't really met anyone with nystagmus um i bumped when i was in new zealand when i was doing my hike i bumped into some woman as i was doing as talking to her and she you know asked about what for wiggly eyes and asked what i was doing it for and i said that's a way to raise some nystagmus and she had nystagmus but she had it probably on the low spectrum so she was able to drive and i think she was the first she was the first and probably the only person i've met who had the stagmus because I, I still haven't met my nephew actually so i'll be meeting him for the first time next week so I, I i haven't really I haven't really seen or met people with nystagmus. So, but 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 since I'm all for wiggly just and getting in the nystagmus network groups on Facebook and you know seeing things like your podcasts and stuff, it's it's more common than I realise. Like, I know in the Western world, uh, one in one thousand people are born with it, which is it's bullshit high when you think about it. No, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right. Really? I don't, I don't think it's right. I've been thinking about that statistic. I've spoken to other guests about it. We see that number everywhere, man, like the one in 1,000. It's like, I feel like if it was actually one in 1,000, then I would have met a lot more people in Nystagmus. Because well, yeah, I've never true. met anybody, not a single person yeah. have yeah, I there met. You go. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe you just don't know enough people. Maybe you only know 999 people. Maybe. And that yeah. next person you meet will be the, the 1,000. Oh, and they'll have nystagmus. Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. <laughs> and also another theory that I've heard, I think this was from uh, my guest, Brandon. He was like, well, maybe you just didn't see them. <laughs> maybe your eyes are just too bad. You couldn't tell. I have. Well, I have often thought that as well. Like, um, you know, the chances are that I wouldn't notice someone else's eyes moving because I don't pay attention to this type of stuff. So it could be that I haven't. Because since since starting Walk for Wiggly Eyes, I have had people come up to me and say, oh, I know so-and-so who has it. Oh, I've had that too. It's been rare, but I've had that as well. And I'm yeah. like, well, where are these people in my life? I've never met these people. <laughs> maybe, maybe something bad will happen if we have two people in the stagnant in the same room. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... <laughs> Maybe the world would implode or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just. Well, that's you know. one of the the exciting things actually about. I know the Nystagmus Network does it over in the UK, but uh, the American Nystagmus Network does this thing every two years where they have a big conference and people fly out to it, and it's just a bunch of people in Nystagmus in the same room. Uh, and the UK one does it. Yeah, <clears throat> they, I think they do it annually. Um, you, I, you guys are doing one in October, I think. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, they 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 asked me to go. Actually, they asked me to speak in one a couple of years ago, but I'm, unfortunately, it's it was 2020, and um, <laughs> traveling to the UK was well, traveling to the UK was a no go. Um, 
but it kind of it, it, it meant I couldn't go, but it also meant they actually asked me to do a video, like a video speech. So that's, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, they do it annually. So I'd, I'd like to get to go to one once, but unfortunately it just doesn't, hasn't tied in with, um, well, I haven't been back to England for six years. So, um, oh, well, maybe you'll be yeah. able to attend the one they're doing in October. I think that, the, that it is. Yeah, I, I booked my flights and then I found out about it. So I think I leave about a week before the, I think I'll be back in Australia. About, it's about a week or two before. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah, I'm in contact with, um, with them at Stangs Network and they got in contact with oh, we, we, you know, I think it's in Leicester or something. It's up north. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So I was a bit, I was a bit like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I'm looking forward because we're going to do one here uh, next year, and I've never met anybody in real life with nystagmus before, and that's going to be, unless something cr- crazy out of this world happens, I don't think I'm going to meet another person with it before then. So I'm looking mm. forward to some meeting my fellow nystagmus havers. <laughs> Dude, I was scrolling through your Instagram, and you had a post on there that uh, you were talking about an experience where you got kicked out of a club because they thought that you were high. And oh, and yeah. I read that, and I was like, "What kind of lame club is that, man? They're kicking you out because well, they think I'll tell you're you high." What, it was it was my nineteenth birthday. Uh, I was out in Southampton, uh, which is where I'm from, and uh, it was a club called Flares, which, by the name, you might be able to guess, is the '70s style band. It was a Monday night, so there wasn't many places open. I don't know. Uh, we just ended up in Flares, and we were drinking a lot. I mean, it was nineteen, drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. And then the bouncer came up to me, and he was like, uh, he was like, uh, yeah, sorry, mate, you're going to have to move on. I was like, why? He's just like, mate, look, come on, you've had enough time to move on. No, he didn't even say you've had enough. He just was like, no, come on, time to move on. I was like, why? If, I was like, is it because I'm drunk? I mean, if it's because I'm drunk, <laughs> it's, my night, it's, my, it's my birthday. I've been stood by your bar for the last, you know, four hours. Of course, I'm a little bit drunk. And yeah. I, I was just, really going from my head, and I was like, I haven't done anything. I haven't done anything you know the club was pretty much empty like i said it was a monday night it was just there was only like a few of my friends in there um and he's like no come on time to leave i (laughs) I don't and i was really passive about it just sort of walking out um and then i I can't remember why i can't remember the exact event i mean this is a long time ago now but as we came out it's like oh yeah we kicked him out because we thought it was on drugs and i was like you've got to be you got to be kidding, but it was too late then. And because I was 19 and drunk, the spark went. So rather than being the coherent person, it's just like, no, no, you don't understand. I have nystagmus. It was, oh, you, f this, you know what I mean? You're just like, well, you know, if you if you were innocent before and feel that you should have been kicked out of a club, you're definitely, yeah, you've ruined you're it. Definitely in the wrong now. But I've had a couple of times where I've not been allowed into clubs. I've managed to get in though because I have been coherent. A bit later, where they said, sorry, mate, you can't come in. I'm like, why not? It's like you're clearly. You're clearly buzzing. I'm they not. think you're on Molly. That's what it is. Yeah. Ecstasy ex- makes you, ecstasy gives people nystagmus. So, well, that, and I get it. I get it. I mean, they're bouncers. They're used to looking for these telltale signs. But to mm-hmm. be honest with you, when I'm coherent enough, I think I've only not been allowed in the club once, which, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, but usually when you explain it to people, you can see them just like, I don't care, get in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're clearly coherent enough to have this conversation with me. Yeah. That's proof enough. I don't care what you've said. It's the fact you've said it. You know what I mean? Right, right on. Yeah, that's one of the things that even cops look for when they pull people over is nystagmus, actually. It's one of the very first things that they look for. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
that feels like a bit of a disadvantage to us. I know it's kind of it's. I see some humor in it. Like I think it's a little funny, but I think if we can just tell him, like, hey, by the way, like we were born with it. So then I wonder how many drunk people are kind of like, hey, no, well, I was born I was with it. Say, yeah. <laughs> Now people are going to start saying that, well, yeah. Like, oh, I know. We're sending cops like I was born with it. Like, nah, I hear this all the time now. I'm like, oh, we shot ourselves in the foot. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, imagine people start imitating people with nystagmus because they know that the cops will just let you go. Like, oh, I have nystagmus. I was born with it. It's a condition. <laughs> definitely not drunk. <laughs> definitely not drunk. I'm sorry, officer. I'm definitely not drunk. Uh, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> stop making fun of my condition, officer. I was born with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's sure. hilarious <laughs> dude I'm, I'm seeing on your instagram post that you got a bunch of tattoos what do you got going there i've kind of only really got i've only really got three tattoos the first one i got done uh, actually in florida and then the next one i got done was on my right arm and it was i got it done here in brisbane about well, 10 years ago now it's quite a colorful one um it's kind of like the uh let's get it on the camera a little bit point. Let's see. It's, oh, it's, you might reckon, I'm, so there's, there's the Massachusetts guy. Um, there's Ontario, there's Vietnam. I've got the Hong Kong uh, mm. flag up there. So I've got some places, there's uh, British Columbia there. So this was at the time my travels um, that I'd been to um, before I got to Australia. So um, North America and um, Asia. Uh so that yeah, I got that done. The works okay. Could have been done better. It looks nice, man. I um, like colors. I like colorful. Oh, tattoos. I do like the, I do like the fact it's color, but um, this one, this one I really like. It's um, got it done again in Brisbane. This one's about six years old, so it's done in poker trash all the stars. So it's like the the red and black. I don't know how much you can see there, but it's um, I literally went to the. I'm not I'm not arty at all. Um, I enjoy the arts, but I'm personally not arty at all. It's, one of the things I just wasn't gifted with. Um, so I just went to it. I was like, look, I've got these Chili's lyrics. I've been wanting them for years. Um, go. <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't want necessarily like a Red Hot Chili Peppers themed tattoo. Like I don't want the band and stuff. On, and that, so I gave a couple of things I didn't want, but I want these lyrics. And you can see at first she's a bit like, oh, we've got one of them. She's like, okay, cool. What if we do this and this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, oh, and as I'm sort of, yeah, she, um, oh, okay, this, this, and this. And she's like, yeah. Like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. And I was like, that's awesome. This is why I, this is why I came to. She went and like researched the song and stuff. It's from, um, it's from um, Brandon's death song, which is not, I mean, it's from uh, the Chili's, what album's it from? By, uh, not by the way. On With You, which was with the Josh, the Josh Shays, not the John Frusciante phase. So it's not my favorite album. I still enjoy the album. It's not my favorite album, but the lyrics just, spoke to me so she went up and researched the song and um did it all and just came back to me and i was just like sick let's get that done so it's um there's something about yeah. letting an artist do their art you know like tattoo designer artist when you just let them get into their zone and let them be creative they can just ah, there's some things that people are meant to do you know like pink floyd was the group in that the people in that band were meant to make music there's artists who were just clearly meant to make art and then when you, you let, come across you it it's so beautiful stuff. yeah yeah you let them you let them get in their creative space whatever whatever that is and i, I like because i'm you know i'm sort of more on the engineering side of things so i don't have that mindset you know for me things need to be structures and stuff so I, you know the, the whole 
music or art scene, it it amazes me, but it's a whole different concept <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> just to have that, just to have that mindset, it's just something I don't have. It's uh, it's beautiful in a way. It's it's inspiring, and I you know I love watching people create art. It's just uh, yeah. But the way I can't do any of it, I'm in awe of all of it. You know what I mean? I'm just like a five year old brings his picture home that he wants to put on the fridge, and I'm like, that's actually really good. I can't even do that. <laughs> Let's put it on the fridge. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, different colors as well that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, i want to get tattoos so bad i was talking about to to my friend chad about this on the last podcast it, it's not out yet but he's loaded with tattoos everywhere i think they're all black and white stuff and we were talking about them and i just i want to get a sleeve eventually and mm. right now i don't have any but i'm telling you i'm gonna be loaded with tattoos one day i'll, <laughs> I'll be doing the dancing eyes podcast in like 2027 <laughs> i'm gonna have like just a whole Fucking sleeve, yeah, just covered, man. Do you know? I was one of these people. You know, everyone says like you get your first tattoo and that's it. You don't look back, and it's kind of true. But I kind of got, I got these done, and I purposely got them done to a point that you probably can't. I can't really show very well, but they kind of they don't really come much below below my sleeve because I just like, oh, I don't need I don't need to have them on show. I'm not that I'm not that way inclined. They are they are for me. Um, but I always thought like you get your first tattoo and you're like, okay, it's a, you know, it's a drug now. I've got to get loads. But for the moment, I'm just like, I'm done. I haven't had any tattoos done for six years now. I'm not saying I won't get any more, but I've just, I haven't got any ideas or any inspirations or anything. So I'm like, oh, I can wait. I don't need, you know, just to get more ink. I don't, I don't believe that every tattoo has a meaning. You know, I agree. it's up to the individual. You don't, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want a tattoo. It doesn't have meaning and stuff. Well, that's fine. You don't need to get one, but. Some people just want the artwork, and that's fine. But for me, I'm just like, oh, I haven't really... Nothing really inspires me at the moment. I haven't got the urge. That's okay. Maybe I'll come down to Australia and <clears throat> convince you to go get a tattoo. I've, Dude, I don't know. Like When I, when I see the you doing this stuff for Walk for Wiggly Eyes, because I, I, I've been following you for a couple of years now, I, I think to myself, I'm like, I want to do that with him. It looks so fun. I want to do that shit. I want to go ride a bicycle around New Zealand. I'll totally do that. You gotta hit me up. It's, Give me some time in advance, and I'll show up. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be fun, right? I've got to, I've got to want to actually do these things. It's got to be, a, it's got to be a challenge. It's got to be fun. It's got to be, like I said, it's got to be a milestone. That's just a personal thing for me. If it's a milestone, that's like, okay, cool. It's not just, oh, I'm gonna go from A to B. It's like I'm doing this. So I'm riding sure. around Tasmania. I'm walking the length of New Zealand. You know, it's not a walk. It's gotta be park. impressive. Yeah, it's gotta be something. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, above all, it's got to appeal to me. It's got to, it's got to be fun. Um, so, what do you have in your mind next? Uh, it's, uh, it probably, ironically, it's almost counterproductive to what I just said. I'm, I'm figuring out some stuff around here in, in Brisbane. It'll probably because ha- I'm not going to be able to get the time to do a longer period. I'm looking at potentially doing a couple of like big. I'm looking at doing like either a big one day or even bigger two day thing. So it will just be like a little. Um, little fundraiser um but there's a couple i've got a couple of ideas like i said it's just ideas at the moment i've got to figure out a few finer details i um so i mean i'm pretty sure it'll go ahead but yeah i'll probably just need a long weekend this time unfortunately okay um, I, I always like to do the biggest stuff but i feel with the current climate sometimes it's uh quantity over quality you know what i mean especially with social media it's not necessarily the Hey, what? Like, what I'm about to say, I'm going to say very loosely in my context, but it's more about the it's more about getting the post out there than what the actual content is. Now, with that said, obviously, I want it to still be a milestone. Um, it will just be it will just be 
a big milestone in a shorter time. I got you. I got you. So um, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, they're, they're all based in Queensland, which is uh, Brisbane's in, in Queensland. Um, so I've just got to figure out when and and the logistics of it. I think. Okay. I mean, the good thing about doing the shorter ones is it's so much easier to plan. <laughs> I don't really have to worry about food drops or. You know, like well, you don't have to worry about walking the dura- the distance of an entire New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so planning that stuff's more. It's fun. It's hard work. I do miss that aspect of it, and at the same time, I'm glad I'm not doing it this year. I mean, I I, I will inevitably, I will inevitably do another big one. Um, hit me up for ideas i don't know i don't know what it is i'll get to you i'll, I'll think of stuff yeah 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 no i'm keep, to be honest with you i don't even really think of ideas though i did i did the new zealand one two years ago that was the first one and then right around tasmania but honestly if you'd have asked me a year and a half ago i'd have had no idea what i wanted to do i wasn't even really thinking about it and then it was sort of sparked up it's like oh, my company shuts down over christmas okay I want to do another walk for you guys. What am I doing? And then from there, and then from there, it's like, okay. And then I start, I don't know, figuring out my time frame, costs, obviously. Um, you know, doing a doing a free, what was it, 96 days? I was in New Zealand. Yeah, 96 days. Oh, wow. Doing doing that, it's, 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 it's expensive, but also, you know, you have to think about your actual, you know, work and stuff like this. Like, am I in a position where I want to quit my job, essentially? Um, cause that's, it's, it's very few companies that allow you to have 96 days off every two years to go do something like this. Um, so that's a, that's a factor in it. But, um, Is that how long New Zealand I, took you? Yeah. Holy shit, Mikey. Oh my God. I dude. had, well, I had six days, six days off. Uh-huh. I had three days, I had three days on my fourth day. I had problems with my feet. So I had three days off and I was like, okay, so in a week I've walked three days, I walked four days, stopped three days. I was like, I can't. That was when I was like, I don't think I'm going to do this. And sort of near, just past the halfway mark, um, my parents were actually in New Zealand as well. So I had a, because my parents were in England. So I had a few days, I took myself off the circuit and we hung out on the west coast of North Island for a few days, which was really cool to catch up with them because that was, well, that was the first time I'd seen them in about a year and a half. And actually that's, that was the last time I saw them until until next week, actually. I want to go back to England. Hell yeah. That'd be cool. Um, but apart from that, yeah, it's pretty much on the move every day. A couple of half days, but mostly just full days. And sometimes, I don't, my longest day, I think, was 38? No, 30. I think it's about 36 hours when I was in the Richmond Ranges. That's tough. I realised I was going to run out of food. Um, so I think I've been in the Richmond Ranges about five or six days at this point. Beautiful part near the top of the South Island, very mount- mountainous range. Um, and I realised I was going to run out of food, so I just thought, okay, I'm just not going to stop. So I, on my last night, I just hiked through the night and then got into the town and was, oh man, it was so funny. I, every time I got to a town, I'd always eat my body weight in food. Just I bet, I, I bet. I, I got, I remember I got to. Um, Handler Springs, which is in the middle of the uh, South Island, and I got there. I went into this pub and I ordered three meals, just as they were, they were sort of closing. The, I was like, "You closing the kitchen?" Like, "No, nah, you're fine." I was like, "Cool." So I ordered three meals and like, Are "You sure our meals are pretty big?" And I was like, "No, nah, yeah, I definitely want three. And they're like, 
honestly they're really big and they sort of, they talked me down to two so I was like okay cool I'll have two they came out and before they'd even brought out my second plate I'd smash through the first one <laughs> smash through the second one and they were like oh man okay cool do you want <laughs> do you do you want some more food I was like no 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 it's fine like because I know they were closing their kitchen it's fine but honestly I appreciate it but it's cool and, you know your chefs definitely want to go home but I did go across the road to the pub <laughs> that was still open and got a third meal and honestly it it didn't touch this. I was just—it's—it's it's just amazing how hungry I was. That's me after three hours. <laughs> You're just like whatever. That's normal. <laughs> Feed me. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's start to bring this podcast to a close here, real quick. Um, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Any questions? Any uh, anything you want to share that we haven't gotten to? Um, I just. I just think it's, um, you know, stuff like what you're doing. It's really cool. It's, you know, it's it's all well and good. You know, I'm, hang on, I'll start this really poorly. That came out wrong. Well, <laughs> I was going to say it's all really good what we're doing. Then I'm like, wait a minute, that's, that's, that sounds really negative. Um, that's not what I want to say. Right, I start, I'm going to start this again. Right, so I think what... <laughs> Sorry, I think what I'm keeping doing... it all in, Mikey. Yes. It's, it's all staying in. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, like stuff what you're doing is really cool and, um, you know, getting the word out for the, for the nystagmus and stuff. So, you know, people that have nystagmus are sort of dealing with it and a lot of people are feeling, you know, like there's no one else out there. So stuff like what you're doing is really good, getting some inspiring stories. And you, you've spoken to some really cool people, um, doing some stuff but and it's the same reason you, you know when we were messing each other before like setting this up you know you set yours up for the same reason I wanted to set Walk for Wiggly Guys up like to yes I wanted to raise funds for um, the, for the research in the Stagmus um, but and you know and I wanted I wanted to do it for myself as well I'd be lying if I didn't, didn't admit that um, but it's also just to sort of help in, you know inspire people um so I suppose really it's just sort of say people with nystagmus, and I know there's varying ranges, but, um, you know, if you want to do it, just absolutely do it. And I've been saying this message ever since I started Walk for Woodley Eyes. It's, yes, it's going to stop you doing some things. Um, it is. This is the reality, but it doesn't have to stop you doing doing everything. And if, and if you want to try it, at least try it. You know, People often ask, you know, stuff like, can you play ball sports? And the short answer is, uh, I struggle, especially with things, you know, especially things like tennis and stuff. Like, I struggle. I enjoy playing, but I struggle. But you've got to try it. Don't, I wouldn't take something, like, I wouldn't take my, you know, I struggle to mean that you or your son or daughter will necessarily struggle with it. I, when people ask me, do you think I should let my son try it? I'm always, absolutely, absolutely. Try everything. Just absolutely do everything. Absolutely try yes. And that's just not to people in the stagnant. So that's, that's with completely able-bodied people as well. You know what I mean? If you're like, oh, I'm not sure, but I want to, just try I had someone message me, actually. I think he was, I can't remember he was in India or Pakistan, but he was, he was uh, archery. That was it. He was archery. And um, he was asking, he was asking me, he said, oh, we've just got someone join our club who's um, got nystagmus. Do you think, I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, not sure whether we should sign them on or not. And our response was like, absolutely, like give them a try. I said, actually, surprisingly, when I did archery at school, I was, I was actually quite good at archery. Um, you know, it, um, so absolutely, you know, give them benefit that they might struggle. I can't speak for everyone's nystagmus. They, they might, they may struggle, but 
I, I wouldn't deny them because they could end up being the best yeah. archer you have. You know what I mean? It you, could be very surprising. Knows. It could be very surprising yeah. what somebody with nystagmus can do. So it's, yeah, so just, you know, things like your podcast and, you know, things like Walk for Wigglies. And I know there's a heap of other people out doing it and not just for nystagmus, for any condition and stuff. Just keep the positive vibes coming. I, I don't know how you feel about the American side of nystagmus network, but from what I've seen, it's the same as, you know, the Australian one, the English one, the Indian ones such a positive vibe about the place yeah you know, people put post stuff on facebook and so you know sometimes you've been quite vulnerable by putting a post up on facebook or on your social medias um and um and just the groups are really positive that's it's all looking out for people as people sharing experiences and how they've benefited or things they've done to help them and stuff um so yeah it's 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 really positive and i've it's social media does have its quirks absolutely but i think this is definitely one of the positive sides. 100%. It. That's, it's, it's so important to just try things. Don't, don't let people tell you that you can't do it. Um, this mm. is advice that I always tell to parents, you know, let your child yes. try. Don't tell them, yeah. Hey, you have an eye condition. You shouldn't do it. Cause you might be surprised. Yeah. Uh, for example, I don't want to like fucking toot my own horn here, but I'm like no, no. really good toot at ping away. pong. Toot, toot, toot <laughs> I'm like stupid good at ping pong. I don't know why. Like I've been <laughs> playing it for a while and I'm just ridiculously, I don't know. I'm so fucking good at it. I don't know. I, I, I might be exaggerating. <laughs> now I'm exaggerating. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm pretty good. And, um, that's, it's just, I started very young and then I played as I grew up and I enjoy it so much and uh su super fun and you'd be surprised it's, it's a little ball of like flying back and forth well that's what i was going to say and this is exactly why you should toot your horn one you should toot your horn anyway because let's face it it does feel good to do something <laughs> Look, let's let's face it we've all got a bit of ego everyone so but two like this is the exact type of stuff like because ping pong for me is really hard and this is this is a great example of people oh i know so and so in a stangmus who can't play ping pong therefore i don't think my son should play yeah well, Frankie's just told me he's got nystagmus and he's awesome. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Toot your horn. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Try everything guys. If you're a parent, let, just let your child try it. You know, yeah. um, I mean, I'm not talking like drugs. Like you can keep them away from cocaine. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Let them make the decision for themselves later on. But uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. Is, this is what I think my nephew's going to be cursing me because he's a bit younger now, but I've always, I've always thought when he gets to a certain age and my sister says to him, he's like, go on, go up and clean your room. And he's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I've got my nystagmus, it's blah, 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 whatever. And my sister just looks at him and goes, your uncle walked the length of New Zealand. Now get up and clean oh, your room. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm waiting for him to be like, damn, Mike. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. He's too young yet, but he might curse my name eventually. <laughs> I think that's a good. I think that's a good place to end this, man. Um, Mikey, I appreciate you coming on, dude. This is an awesome episode. I'm so appreciative of you coming on here. Thanks, man. And like I said to you before, it's it was it was a really big honor for you to reach out and ask me. So thank you very much for having me on. And keep keep doing what you're doing. It's it's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Um, for everybody who's listening to this, if you made it this far, hit that like button if you liked it. 
don't hit the like button if you didn't like it that's fine you don't have to hit the like button you can do whatever you want <laughs> like i'm not gonna are we like, not are we not making people click on it now no i stopped doing that oh. after like episode five i stopped the threats okay yeah yeah <laughs> the threats weren't working that's no. strange i would have thought the threats were no working. the threats were working which is like someone told me it was too aggressive i was like shit, oh, just, shit. maybe you shouldn't do it yeah I don't know. maybe <laughs> i'll get right, back cool. into it though maybe next episode <laughs> <laughs> well let's see how many likes this one gets first and if it's yeah. not getting enough we'll take the aggressive yeah if we get anything under 20 guys here that's ridiculous <laughs> Jesus, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if you like the video, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Make sure to check out Mikey's Instagram. Is, is it just Walk for Wiggly Eyes? And I'll walk link it as well. Eyes. Walk for Wiggly Eyes. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, Walk for Wiggly Eyes on um, Facebook and Instagram, and then uh, Walk for Wiggly Eyes.com um, for the website. Sweet. Um, so yeah, walk for Wiggly, walk for Wiggly guys everywhere. It's great. Check out his stuff, even his YouTube uh, channel and his Instagram oh, his yeah, videos. On yeah. yeah, on YouTube, <laughs> you've got like little vlogs on there when you're on the bike in Tasmania. You got a bunch of cool shit on there too. Um, yeah. Check out Dancing Eyes Podcast Instagram if you haven't done so already. It's I like to post a bunch of little clips from the episode, a bunch of little snippets, and I'll definitely have a bunch from this episode to be posting on there as well. And well, we got a Pink Floyd related. Pink Floyd. We'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> I want to clip out the part where we were talking about the club where you got kicked out. <laughs> um, all that fun stuff. Make sure to check out the Instagram, guys. We got a good little community going on over there. It's a neat little spot. And let's just yeah, absolutely. Let's just end it. I gotta end it. We're gonna end it now. Cool. Um, okay, so let's talk let's talk some pink floyd all right because i saw i saw you were wearing a dark side of the moon shirt and i saw that shirt and i was like okay i'm gonna pull out the animals record for this podcast oh, right, okay i pulled it out just for the podcast so good cool yeah well i legit legit last week i was messaging my dad i was actually listening to animals and a message from my dad and i was like i can't decide which is a better album animals or um wish you were here and uh and he was like, wish you were here. And I was like, tough call, tough call. It's and a then, tough one. And then, and then he messaged me a little bit a few days later, and it just said, nope, animals. Nah. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, you're listening to it now, aren't you? Yeah, like, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. I, it's, uh, yeah, I think of the two, I was just like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's slightly animals. It's, it's got to be, right? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's a tough call. It's, I mean, it's a tough call. I mean, Dark Side of the Moon is awesome. The Wolves are awesome. But the Wish You Were Here and Animals are just, they're just a leap above them. And just, I think Animals just, it's not, it's not, it's close. Call me crazy, but I feel like I might put uh, Dark Side of the Moon over Wish You Were Here just a little bit. I might be crazy. I know it's tough. I think, ha- yeah, I, I don't want to give a definitive. I'm gonna to have to think about that one. That's probably the hardest question you're gonna ask me today. So, Dark Side of the Moon put put me onto Pink Floyd. That was kind of the first Pink Floyd record that I've ever listened to. So, yeah, I listened to that for the first time, and it was just my world had changed. It was just music that I've never listened to before. It's just <laughs> and the way that the songs transitioned in, into the next song and. It's one of the so songs, well the gray gig in the sky is literally just a woman screaming over a beautiful chord pro- progression, which is so sick. I've never heard anything like that before. Um, the song shouldn't work, should it? Gray gig in the sky no. shouldn't work, yet it does. And it works 
so well. Like if I don't listen to that song in a long time and I listen to it, I'll get emotional. It, there's no, there's no words, dude. I mean, like there's not, it's just a woman screaming and it's, it's so beautiful. It's great. We, uh, we went and saw, um, the Pink Floyd experience. They're a, they're a New Zealand group, um, that came over to Australia a few years ago. And, uh, so they had their free backing singers throughout the concert and they got to great gig in the sky and you thought, okay, cool. And the first girl comes, so they had the free backing singers, the first girl did the first part and just belted it out. And we're just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, geez, I'd hate to be the girl who has to follow that act. And then the next second girl did the second part and she was even better still. And we're just like, whoa, wow. Like absolutely taken aback by it. And then we're like, okay, cool. I definitely don't want to be the person who follows them to. And then the third chick did the third part and was just, holy, probably probably the best thing I've heard live. Oh, wow. That, that, their, their rendition of um, Great Gig in the Sky was phenomenal. And I actually saw um, Roger Waters about a year later and they did Great Gig in the Sky. And it honestly, it was nothing compared to the, the Pink Floyd Experience version of it. Just... Oh, damn it, Roger Waters. Come on, man. <laughs> Get a whip it, right? Oh. <laughs> Uh, he's petty like that, though. Maybe that song wasn't his idea. Maybe that was David Gilmore, and he didn't want to do it any oh, justice. more than likely, yeah. 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 I was planning... I saw that you posted a video of a Roger Waters concert, and he's going to be here next month, and I really want to go to that. So I'm going to try to try to head out to that. I've never seen... I've never seen, I've always wanted to see like a Pink Floyd cover band because there are, there are, you see Brit Floyd at least like I'll see Brit Floyd around everywhere and I've never gotten a chance to go out to it and so Roger Waters live looks pretty awesome to me. Oh dude, it's it's a whole show. You, it's one of them gigs you don't want to be sat at the front. Uh, you want to be like sat at the back because the, the oh perfect because that, those are the only seats that I could afford. Oh so. dude, yeah, no, you're probably better <laughs> off. Put it this way: if you'd have been sat at the front, you'd see the sort of stage. And you'd see the background, whereas when we saw them at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre three, four years ago, we sat like in the back and all this stuff comes down and they have this the light, light and it's like the pyramid, like a pyramid and then like the rainbow effects going through. And, just, oh. you know, if you're if you're sat at the front, you're going to be, you're going to be. What's going on up there? <laughs> yeah. Whereas and then you've got the pig floating around and stuff, you know, right. it's, they, actually they had a Battersea power station thing. Uh, in the middle, and the pig was fighting around. So yeah, no, you um, sick. Yeah, you absolutely don't need to sit at the front for it. Like Pink Floyd's one of them things. You, you don't need to be sat at the front. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, then that makes me feel better about buying the cheap tickets. Yeah. No. Uh, no, no. I think you're better <clears throat> off. Dude, I'm not. I'm not cutting any of this shit out. I'm not. I'm not cutting any of this shit out. I'm talking about Pink Floyd <laughs> on the podcast. I'm doing it. This is the, my first opportunity to do it. I do. I do not care. If you want to skip this, you could skip this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think I think animals. If you skip it. Yeah, I mean, some people don't. They don't get it, man. They don't get it. Yeah, uh, animals is the best. Animals is a top five album of mine ever. I love animals. Uh, even the shortest songs on the album, "Pigs on Pigs on the Wing," Part One, Part Two, those are phenomenal. I just I get those stuck in my head, and it's like those aren't even the ones that are supposed to be stuck in your head. Those are the short. <laughs> like I know exactly the, what you the mean. intro and the outro i learned them on the guitar really easy chord progression oh, nice. on the guitar actually yeah and uh dogs is probably like my favorite pink floyd song ever even though pigs is great too but i i fucking love dogs that song is ridiculous man oh again now you're asking me to pick a favorite song and that's just 
I, you know what? I refuse to answer this question. <laughs> I can't. It's, well, you got to have one. Come on. Come on. You I gotta... probably would go pigs. I probably pigs. would go pigs. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Mine was pigs the, at one point too. And then just I probably... Just the way the lyrics are dumb. Yeah. Just fun. Yeah. I, sheep is a great song as well, but I never, I can't put sheep over pigs and dogs. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> no, one's, no one's gonna make you. It's okay. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> there's some strong I, uh, disagreeers though out there who put sheep on top, and I just, I don't agree with you guys. <laughs> just put out there. I don't agree with you. <laughs> no, it's fair. I remember my my first pink dog. I remember, I remember seeing a video for. Um, I'd have been really young. Seeing the video for. Um, Another brick in the wall, part two. You know the act from the movie, marching. Yeah, not from the movie. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, from the movie. It would have been from the movie. Remember that. And then when I was a little bit older, I remember um, Division Bell came out, um, which was when Roger Waters had left, and it was just David Gilmore. Um, and my dad, I'd have been eight when that came out, and my dad used to play it all the time. We got like pictures of like us like stood on chairs and we put our t-shirts over our head so it looked like we had like long hair and we're like rocking out of air guitars and stuff <laughs> like with like me and my sister and our friends and stuff and that's that's my first memory of pink floyd with um what's the what's the high hopes you know the song of, uh, with the the bell ringing and stuff like just when we're kids just absolutely lapped that song up and that's my first memory of pink floyd and then went back to like the their back catalog and found that some of their older, I prefer some of their older albums, but yeah, Division Bell is definitely always gonna. That's hilarious that you bring be. High Hopes up because I was over um, in a store at the mall. I was inside of a store called Spencer's, and they were playing High Hopes, and I was like, "Shit, I haven't heard this song since I was 15." Because that's one of the Pink Floyd albums that I don't really listen to. And yeah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. But there's a couple really nice ones on there, and I had, and I actually literally just listened to High Hopes earlier today. So I think that it's funny that you, I haven't listened to that song in five years and yet we're talking about it today, which is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, man, I was listening to animals the other day. So it's funny that you, as soon as I saw that up and I think I noticed it straight away. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to bring that up. Yeah. That's why I put it there. It was even, it was was even like down here at one point and then on the zoom call, um, you can't really see down here so much. So I put it up there. So it was easier to see uh nice yeah cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh dude great band uh, beatles are great too i've spoken about the beatles too much on this podcast anyway i don't need to get into them anymore <laughs> no, uh, fair. I, I, to be honest with you I've, ne- I've never really got into the beatles too much i've um i love oh what's the most popular song um hey jude uh no oh no okay you're not gonna like my opinion of hey jude that song needs to end about three minutes Ah, sooner than it does whatever um no what's eleanor, eleanor rigby man that's eleanor rigby is. that's a great song yeah and uh the, the actually the first time i heard of that was a cover by fries um i don't even heard of fries they're american bands they did a cover of um uh, eleanor rigby and it was just like it's really cool it's done it it sort of starts off in the beatles style and then you know it gets a bit heavier I want to say a bit in the Beatles style. I mean, very loosely in the Beatles style, but then it gets a bit heavier. Right. But like the, the Beatles, obviously, the original version of that is a phenomenal song. Yeah. Yeah. No. Great song there. That they've got so much stuff. But even I think, like to me, the Beatles catalog is a bit. There's more 
than Floyd. Floyd has a lot of stuff too, but I can't listen to all of Pink Floyd. Like I can't, I can't listen to a lot of Sid Barrett stuff. If I'm being honest, like to me, there's some good stuff, but not really. Like it's mostly when Sid left and Gilmore got in there. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, if you even listen to them speaking about it, they'd literally say we had a riff, we'd play that riff for a while, and then we just make noise we'd have like credit cards and just like scratch on the guitars and then we'd come back to, we'd do that for like five ten minutes and then we'd come back to the riff and then we'd end the songs so they've even sort of admitted it yeah um, you know what i mean They're like, I, yeah we were just doing <laughs> crazy stuff. experimental yeah. stuff yeah i was I never like, huge on the sid barrett stuff i do like some of it like i definitely do like some of it but yeah like to the four like, listen to whole albums it's hard work it's yeah and like it's like you said it's actually work like you have to put in effort to not change it i feel (laughs) so Mm. if that's the case then it's not worth it he has he has one song he has that song see emily play i like that song there's a couple others but yeah have you ever taken dark side of the moon and played it with a muted version of the wizard of oz it fits perfectly doesn't it (laughs) Breaking the sky, breaking in the sky. She's screaming while they're in the tornado. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So cool. It's uh, I think because I watched it on YouTube and the first the first time the album plays, it fits perfectly. The second time the album plays, because obviously the film's longer than the album. The second time, it's kind of clutching at straws a little bit. You're like, you kind of, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of fits. But that first time of the album play, it's just like. It's so cool. I've never it's done it the perfect. second time. I I always stop it after the after the first yeah. album ends. I never listened to it because I was like, "There's no way that they got it right twice." And also, I, and also, I'm not going to listen to the same album twice in a row. I, just, I love the album, <laughs> but I can't do it. No, that, that's. I mean, I think it sort of lost our attention a little bit the second time. But yeah, no, your, your smart move is to just watch it. You know, watch it the first play of the album it's all it takes 45 minutes not that long i recommend anybody who's listening to this you gotta listen to dark side of the mood play it with the wizard of oz have it muted and you don't even, you don't have to do it yourself you could just find a youtube video it's out there it is it's on, on youtube. youtube it's out there it's, it's a lot easier now to do than it was 30 40 years ago i was talking to my manager <laughs> i was talking to my manager at work this is last year and I was, we were talking about floyd we, we were talking about dark side of the moon and wizard of oz and she was like yeah i just i tried and it was like oh it was difficult to line it up perfect and i was like anita just, you can just watch the youtube video now it's out there <laughs> it's, you don't it's have to do it yourself yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so a little fun story about that <laughs>